Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Knock it out. Hello there, sports fans. This is the Seven Nation podcast. Uh, you may have heard it before, but it's been a while. I'm Rob Howe, joined by Ryan Merkin from Your Prep Sports. Uh, we're both a little punchy. Long night last night at Extreme Arena with the triple header of volleyball, and we'll probably start the podcast there. It's a nice event, Ryan. I would recommend starting it earlier or cutting it down to two <laughs> matches. Yeah, it was kind of a perfect storm last night with each of the first two matches going five sets in a pretty long five sets at that, yeah. too. Um which means you had good competitive volleyball, which is what you want when you do something like that. But uh, I think it was nine, a little after nine when the last match started, um, if yeah. I remember right, uh, like not like 9.15-ish. So when you have that, you can end up with uh, the last match of the night getting done at like 11.15, which is what we had, which is what we had last night. So, and it was really good. I thought the first two matches were really good, Rob, and, and the first set of the um, last, and I'm not saying that because City High won the first set with their um, match against Linmar in the last spot last night, but after that, it really did look like a little bit of, um, it looked like there were some kids playing late night volleyball at <laughs> times in the fifth set, and I mean, obviously, you were there watching that, but um, not the sharpest, uh, but I, again, as you said, I think I think a cool event. Hopefully, an event I think that that sticks around for a while. And what I thought I was a little late getting there. Um, my wife's out of town, so I had kid stuff. Um, and by the time I arrived, Rob, what, what really stuck out stood out to me was with using the field house. And I know we've talked about this, I think, on here before. But Rob and I have both had lots of kids um, doing things in the in the field house there at Extreme Arena between basketball and volleyball and stuff, but the ability to use that for sophomore games or, or lower level games going on the other side, it was really pretty cool. There was a lot of people there. There was a lot of kids with a chance to do something pretty cool. So all those teams could bring, you know, I think I had the schedule in front of me, Rob, that had all of those games, but basically if you were playing volleyball for one of those schools, you were playing there yesterday, more or less, which is, which is pretty cool. There's not a lot of, places where logistically you can pull something like that off with, you know, six teams. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I guess the, the glass half full uh, view of this is that there wasn't any traffic at 1130 <laughs> or midnight in that construction <laughs> area down at the uh, river landing. So there was a positive out of it. Yep. There was no, you didn't, you the, 
it was all everything was moving moving smooth when you went out there wasn't a lot of people trying to get out at the same time as us rob but and um as rob pointed out there's some shows coming to extreme arena and including foreigner october 18th you kind don't of wait to get hits, your don't wait how to many get hits your foreigner had i mean yeah don't miss your opportunity to see jukebox hero live <laughs> at extreme arena um it was interesting, and, and it is about matchups, but the two ranked teams, City and yeah. Liberty, lost tough matches against really good teams, and then West High got a much-needed win against Waterloo West. So um, in terms of the volleyball itself, but like you said, I thought it was really competitive. And yeah. uh, I don't know, I was asking John Bacon how they came up with those matchups, and maybe you know if it was just the regular season and they're like, all right, these teams all have three home games, let's put them there, or if they kind of worked it that way. I think that's kind of how it, how it worked, honestly. As you know, you have the way the MVC schedules often, you have, you'll have all now three, you know, Iowa City schools going to Waterloo, or you'll have the yeah. three, or you'll have three debut teams coming to Iowa City. Just kind of, I think, the way that they schedule, you know, I mean, to keep some rhyme or reason to it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it worked. It was a good night to do it as far as, like you said, I mean, um, you know, for our area teams, Liberty lost in five to Cedar Falls and, and City lost in four to Linmar. And then West, you know, beat, wa- beat Waterloo West in five. But it was good, even matchups. So, in a way, it's it, I'm sure it's hard to do that when you're not constructing the schedule for something like that. And that's the hard thing too, is for a lot of these events that take place in different sports at a, at a neutral site like this, it's, there's a lot that goes into it as far as like, if you're not just taking regular season games and and changing the venue, which is kind of what we had for basketball, Rob, when, when, um, you know, city of West played there last year, which I thought was cool. But when you're not doing something like that, it gets tough logistically to find, you know, people that, um, you know, can, can, if you're trying to set up matchups, I guess is what I'm saying, you know, to non-conference matches or, or additional matches. So it worked out well, I thought, in, like you said, in terms of the competitive, the competitive nature of really of three matches. I mean, that was, you know, two five setters and a four setter. And when you look at all the sets, I mean, it was just a bunch of really competitive volleyball. So it was my first chance to see a couple of those teams. And, and I thought that, I mean, I thought, like I said, I thought, West played well in spurts against Waterloo West, and I thought City High um, played really was really sharp for about a set and a half early um, against Linmar in the final match. Yeah, no doubt, and uh, we'll keep up with all three of those teams moving forward. We'll hit on a few more volleyball notes before we turn to football. Clear Creek's pretty good, Ryan. Whew. You know, and kudos to them honestly because that was my preseason story. And, I wasn't breaking any news with this, but when you do what you did, what they did last year, which is have a really, really good season and then play your best in the three biggest matches of the year, you, you, you know, you beat what three, number three, number two, to make it to the state championship match, you lose to number one in a good match. And then you bring more or less everybody back. I mean, I think they lost two of their eight rotational pieces or something. I'm again, it's in my preseason story. If you want to go back on your prep sports and go to the Clear Creek Amanda tab, it was on there. Um, but when you do that, Rob, I don't care what sport it is or what team it is, when you make it really far and you have a and you have a really good season and then a fantastic postseason and you bring everybody back, 
I mean, talking to their players and coaches, they already felt, I don't want to say pressure, but they already felt that the weight of that expectation in the summer. They'd go to summer stuff and everybody wanted to beat them where, you know, they hadn't really been in that situation before uh, where, you know, that's the situation in, in volleyball that, you know, Dyke New Hartford and Western Christian and Dowling and, and Ankeny and some of these teams are in, you know, Liberty was in that for several years, yeah. um, you know, after making it to state and bringing everybody back is you go and everybody looks and says, Hey, I mean, I think, I think Liberty experienced that same thing last year. They made it to the state championship game. They brought, you know, almost, they brought so many of those girls back and then you go to everything and you become that team that even in summer stuff, everybody's kind of gunning for. Um, they knew that. I think they kind of embraced it a little bit. They knew that this year was going to be different. They knew the level of expectation and we're only, you know, 21 matches into it, Rob. I mean, there's a, long way to go including the most important matches but they're 21 and 0 <laughs> and i mean you can't really handle it any better than what they've handled it um i've seen them several times including opening night um they were really sharp that night i saw them again later at Solon for a triangular they were really sharp that night they don't have a lot of weaknesses um just like we talked about in this pro- podcast at the end of last year um the spots they had that were open a little bit, they filled in really well. Um, and, and, and they're playing with confidence, which I think is, you know, there's good and bad things with that scenario that I just laid out, right. When you know, everybody's coming for you and you maybe feel some expectations, but I think after last year, you kind of saw them flip a switch a little bit where that postseason they had last year and what they did at state kind of reiterated to those kids a little bit, exactly what you said, just how good they are. And I think they're kind of showing up this year and they expect to win and they expect to be in these positions uh, and they expect to, to, you know, control matches. And they've certainly done that. I mean, can't start any better than what they've done. And and the times I've seen them, they've been fantastic. I mean, they, you know, they win the um, Caroline found tournament at West high this weekend, which is a really good tournament. They beat West Des Moines Valley or West Des Moines Dowling in in three. I think they lost the first set and came back and got them in the last two. So they're they've beat some really 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 good teams along the way too rob i mean they've got as impressive a resume at this point in the season as just about anybody yeah i was writing something for prep dig and i said you know if dyke new hartford isn't the odds on favorite in their class it's clear creek those seem like the two most dominant teams in those classes because uh Western Christian moved up from 2A to 3A this year. So that clears the path for Dyke a little bit easier. And uh, Clear Creek's going to have some challenges. There's some good teams in, in 4A, but uh, certainly um, off to a great start. The other ranked teams in our area, Ryan, um, you go obviously Clear Creek's number one, uh, but you drop down to 3A and Solon is 12th. We saw them against Mount Vernon last week and uh, kind of a measuring stick. And uh, I think Solon will get better from that match. It looked like it was a little, um, you know, I would say overwhelmed by the moment, but the intensity in a full, it was a little warm too in the gym. (laughs) But there was a lot of intensity for that match. And you could feel it at the beginning of that match that Mount Vernon had that. Mount Vernon's one of those schools that when they walk in the gym, they've got you kind of beat already. Yep. And I kind of felt that once Solon settled in, it played better, but it got on its heels early. You're, you're exactly right. That was cool, though. I mean, like, again, great environment. 
I'll tell everybody, here's the theme of this podcast is, as Rob and I talk, you get a little bit of insight. Hopefully if, if you listen to, if you listen to us, I have no problem with this. You get a lit, little bit of insight in what Rob and I have going on outside of your prep sports and all the <laughs> irons that Rob has in the fire. He does a lot of different things, obviously. Small part of your prep sports and what Rob does for us here is a small part of what he has going on, but a theme. I was at kid stuff that night. So I got there about three minutes before first serve, as I usually am every night of the week. And I walked in and I was like, holy cow. Holy cow, number one, it's 107 degrees in here. I was instantly sweating. Um, But that's partly because it was, I don't know, 85, 90% full probably. And and just, I mean, it's Solon Mount Vernon. They play football against against each other this weekend. There'll be a bunch of people there. It's There's always going to be people there. But the the atmosphere too, not just people there. I mean, you know, it just I don't know. I think Rob said there it, there was kind. Of, it, it seriously kind of felt like when you walk into a regional final where there was just like a little bit of a of a buzz. And Mount Vernon's been that way in volleyball for a long time, right? You're, Rob, you're absolutely right. I mean, they and then I think part of it too is when you have a player like Mount Vernon does with Chloe Meester, it kind of adds to that too, where you know there's that little bit of there's kind of a little bit of a buzz. There's a player that everybody wants to see. Um and yeah, I mean I think I think the last set and a half, Rob, Solon settled in and and represented themselves really well. Um but you know talking to Maggie Williams, the Mount Vernon coach afterwards, who's you know just a fantastic coach, you know, she told me she's like, I have no doubt that Solon's a top five team in three A. I think they're twelfth right now. They've played a pretty tough schedule. But if they play the way that they can play, Rob, I mean, I, I think they're a state tournament team. I mean, I think they're right there. You know, they were right there in a regional final last year against a really good West Liberty team. Um, so I, I think they're going to be right in that mix again. Now, the next couple of weeks can be big because you can be 12th. And I, I'm going to, I have the rankings up. And so this is a futile exercise, but you look at 12th and it's like, if you would just say they're playing the fifth team, you know, for example, where if you can be eight or ninth and playing the eight or ninth team, it makes some makes a difference. We've talked yep. about this on here for years. So um, they're going to have a lot of big matches left. They're going to have the opportunity to be good teams. They got a really good win last night in five um, over center point Urbana, who is, excuse me, who's playing really well right now. Um, so that's a really good win for them. But they're, I mean, center point Urbana is six. So that's kind of a good example of what I'm talking about. Like, I think there's a lot, I think they're right there with a lot of those teams. They have size, they're athletic across the front. Um, they've got a senior setter. So I think they have a chance to be really good. They, I, and like you said, I think playing some of those matches that they've played um, early, that they had early in the season, like the, the Mount Vernons, et cetera, I think those will help. It's CPU last night, you know, a five setter. Um, I think those will help them. And last thing on, on 4A, Rob, you were talking about Clear Creek. Um, there's a long way to go. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself, but I will say, Look at those rankings. I'm really excited to watch that state tournament. Now, hopefully, you know, Clear Creek Command is the one seed or, you know, they're there and, and we're covering, I'm covering that whole thing. But either way, I'm going to watch a lot of that state tournament. I think, you know, the top four of that class has a chance. I mean, I, I think those matches, um, if you get several of these teams right now with Norscott, who, who Clear Creek beat at state last year. So we sat next to each other for that match and we're, we're impressed by them, but, um, Xavier, ADM, Indianola, and in Clear Creek. Um, I think that has a chance to be to be a bunch of entertaining matches, even into the quarterfinals. So we'll we'll obviously we'll continue to talk. We'll come back to that later. But 
that's that's a class right now that I'm already kind of like this could be really interesting. Yeah, definitely loaded. Uh, last note on volleyball before we flip the football in two A. Regina is tenth. Uh, see, I saw them at the West Branch tournament along with West Branch, and they play each other tomorrow night, right? Sure. Yep, correct. So that'll be a, a good test for both of those teams. I think both of those teams have real good potential. I think Regina has especially a good chance with a, a star player in Reese Nave and uh, Kylie Devery and a, and a good group of Sydney uh, Wagner. They're they're they've kind of been building for this. Yes, and and I think yes. this this could be a year where they can get to get to extreme. Yeah, I, I agree. Lauren Hansen's doing a really good job with that program. Those girls that you mentioned, I saw them last week, um, and they were just really sharp. Um, but yeah, I mean, Reese Naves give Reese Nave gives them some firepower, um, you know, hitting wise that they haven't had in a little while. Um, and then, you know, Kylie Devery's really improved from where she was at last year, and, and has some length and can cause problems and at the net for people, but. They're going to be really fun to watch because of exactly what you said. I think they've been building for this, but they kind of have that. They kind of have that young excitement a little bit, you know. And and they're they're fun to watch. I mean, they play really hard and and they're really excited. And they're one of those teams that's kind of experiencing this level of success. I mean, they're a top ten team right now for the first time in a little bit, and they're going to be really fun to watch. Rob, again, next couple weeks could be really big for them if they can get some big wins here and hang in that eight to ten range. Um, they help themselves, you know, for the postseason quite a bit because, you know, I mean, I haven't seen a bunch of these teams, but when you get to the, you know, top four or five in two A, especially the top four, maybe, um, that's where you don't want to be playing one of those teams in, in the postseason. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, like Rob's laughing, but it's been this way forever. Yeah, you don't want to get, and, and you know, no teams from around here are going to get Western Christian. But in the past, you got Western Christian, you got Dyke, and then a lot of those years you have teams like Sumner Fredericksburg or some of these teams that are really, really, really good teams, um, you know, that are, that are ranked third or fourth. I mean, there's some teams you you don't want to play those teams. So the higher you can scoot yourself up this time of year by winning big matches, um, you know, the better you're going to be in, in October. Yes, no doubt. And looking forward to seeing Regina and West Branch tomorrow night. And uh, we'll talk more volleyball, obviously in the future here on the seven nation podcast. Let's take a little break here before we switch to football. want to let folks know that support for the podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services and upcoming events can be found at SUI.org. That is SUI.org. Thank you to Systems Unlimited for supporting the podcast and the great work that they're doing in the community. It's boot week, Ryan. City and West, and uh, the only prediction I'll make is this game will be closer than last year. I I had somebody ask me last night, and there's been I can remember two instances in the last. Um, I've covered a lot of boot games, Rob, since in in ten years. I'm not. I don't think I've been there every year, but I had somebody last ask me last night. You know what I thought in. An, when we were at volleyball and I said, I can remember two instances in the last three years where I covered the boot game and both times. I, I honestly didn't know. Um, it was 20, it was 2020 at West and in, in last year. Um, and I didn't know, I, I had no idea. I was like, I don't know. I think it's a toss up. And those games ended up being 
35-7 and 49-0. So I was 35-7 West, I think, in 2020 and 49-0 City High last year. I had no – in both those years, I honest, I honestly told – you know, people ask me, like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a toss-up. I think it's a really good game. So I've been way off, way off in my last two, like, analysis of this game. So it, it is kind of one of those games where you you don't know. I mean, I know it's it's such a cliche. It's such bad. It's bad podcasting, Rob. It's bad analysis. But this is one of those games where you're just you're you're honestly never positive what's going to happen. Yeah, no doubt. And each team has kind of dealt with some adversity a little bit this year, and, and trying to get through that. And you know, West High hasn't scored a point in the last two meetings. Right. You know, so obviously if you're not motiv- motivated by that, I don't know. I've seen uh, – saw West at uh, play Liberty, and I saw a City play Liberty. So I've got kind of a comparison there. And, again, it makes it difficult to predict. Uh, West High beat Liberty, but I didn't think Liberty looked that good that night. And then City High was dealing with a quarterback situation against Liberty – that I think hopefully they've kind of been able to settle in after that a little bit now. So um, a lot, it's just, it's hard to pinpoint this one yes. because there's some, there's, there's some context and nuance to this that we won't know until we see on Friday. A hundred percent. And I like, I almost, as, as you look at it and you do your story and we all have a bunch of stuff on this game in the next couple of days on the website, everybody. So check the site, but it's when you're, when you're trying to break it down and I'm sure there's a bunch of people that have looked at it every which way. When you're doing that and you have a common opponent, but it's in this instance with us, it, with it being a common opponent that we cover, we know a lot about Liberty, about Liberty. You look at that game for both teams and exactly what you just said. I almost wish they didn't have that because you're looking at it and you're trying to pull stuff from this common opponent. For West, it's week one. Everybody that's coached high school football, et cetera, knows what week one is like, you know, and, and as you said, West High wins that game. You go look at the stats. I think Liberty doubled them up in, in, you know, yardage and, and et cetera. And they score, you know, a couple of touchdowns on, you know, kickoff return and interception return, et cetera. And then you look at the next week, city high Liberty, you know, Drew Larson doesn't play quarterback in the second half, et cetera, et cetera. And so a lot of moving parts in both those games, Rob, but again, you have that kind of tie into it. You have, like you said, the last two years, 49, 0 um, very unlike West. I mean, before that, I think West had won five in a row in this in this series. I have my I have my boot results pulled up four in a row. You know, previous to these back to back shutouts for for City High in the series. So I'm I'm really excited for this one, Rob. I'm as excited for this game. For, and like I said, two times in the last three years, I've covered this and and went into it thinking it was going to be a really 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 good game. I'm really excited for this one. I think it has, I think it's two teams that are, that are different. Um, both that have strengths that match up with, with the other team where they can maybe exploit some things a little bit, but I think it should be highly competitive and that's what makes for these really, really good rivalry games, you know, and, and that's part of what makes, I've written about this too. And we've talked about this. That's part of what I think makes has made this city rival or city Liberty rivalry kind of, sprout so quickly in five or six years is a lot of those games. Now last year's game at Kinnick, you had that factor into it, which added a lot to it. But before that you'd had, you know, lopsided game. Um, 
in 2021. But other than that, all the other games are coming down to the last drive. I mean, the fourth quarter. And that's what makes for, you know, great rivalries and great series. And I think we could, I think we could get a really good one Friday at Bates, Rob. I, I really do. I mean, I think, I think both these teams, I think City found some things last week against Ames. They really needed to win. Um, and, and they've played two good teams. You know, obviously they, you know, Joliet Catholic in the opener is a unique opponent. Um, not just in the sense that they're an out of state team, but they are really good and they run, you know, kind of a single wing type, their double wing offense. Um, and then, you know, they had a, that rivalry game against Liberty. And then you look at West, um, you know, they, they lose at Urbandale, beat Muscatine last week after beating Liberty in week one. So these are teams that are, whoever wins this is absolutely right in the thick of, of, uh, and, and not that both these teams couldn't be f- playoff teams with a loss on Friday, Rob, but whoever wins this is, is in a pretty good spot to go to the playoffs, you know, after four weeks, to be totally honest with you. Um, City High is either two and two or West High is three and one, whoever wins it. And whoever wins that game, so you have that element too. I mean, you know, whoever wins that thing really puts themselves in a good position to keep playing in the postseason. So there's going to be a lot of lot of things that are going to be interesting to watch in this one. Should be a good one. Get there early. Make sure you get your parking spot. I should say, I haven't written this yet. I need to go back and find this. I wrote, um, I wrote this six, seven, eight years ago, and I and I know I saved it. Um, and I should, I this is lazy journalism, but I should just kind of update this story. There was a stretch where the team that rushed for more yards in this game, Rob, and I know that that's high school football has changed a lot, right? And especially the way that City High yeah. played for a long time. I mean, there's there's definitely variables in that that change, but um, in this series, it really does. I mean, it, it's you know. I think you can draw a lot of parallels, honestly, to the Iowa State-Iowa series, which, you know, we just got done watching last week. Um, And both these teams throw it more now than they probably ever have. But the team that can control the line of scrimmage in this game, Rob, I mean, that's – it's been – I referenced 2020 in in last season, both of those games in this series that I covered. I felt like they were going to be good games. And West High in 2020 – and City High last year. Well, and I, I I don't have the rushing totals in front of me. So I but both those teams controlled the line of scrimmage in those games on, on both sides of the ball. And it was evident, you know, two series into the game. So I don't think it's going to be that evident for either side this year. But we've kind of seen that, especially in some of these rivalry games. Um, you know, with even when you throw the Liberty series in with both these teams, if somebody can gain an advantage. Um, at the line of scrimmage in these games, um, that ends up being, in, in, again, it's football 101, right, as much as the game has changed. And this is two teams with really good quarterbacks, really good skill position guys uh, on offense. Um, West High has some electric guys, three-year starter at quarterback and Jack Wallace and, and some really electric guys catching the ball with Isaiah Loveless and, and Mason Woods, who's having a great year. But, again, if you can – if you can gain an advantage, if you can be more physical on the offensive, offensive and defensive line, I just think that goes a long, long way in this series. So I think there's going to be kind of a feeling out process early in this game to see if either of those, either of these teams can can do that. And frankly, I don't think it's been a major strength for either of these teams three games in. You know, I'm sure it's an area where both of these teams feel like they need to be better. So 
I think there might be some of that early on, um, you know, kind of kind of testing that a little bit. As, as good as both these teams are at quarterback and, and throwing the ball, I could see there being some testing it early where, you know, if these teams see if they can kind of gain an advantage um, with their offensive line. A couple more games we want to get into here before we are cut off by our limited Zoom time. Uh Liberty at Cedar Falls, both teams one and two, really important game. Graham Beckham should be getting more college attention. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I was talking to somebody at Liberty last week, and they don't know what's going on. But he's not the cookie-cutter size, but the kid's a baller and can play. And uh, he basically, I mean, they they had a tough time in the trenches against Pleasant Valley last week. I was at that game, and he kind of willed them back into it and gave them a, a chance with his ability to make plays because – Pleasant Valley's defensive line is as good as I've seen in quite some time. They're loaded up front on defense, and he was running around a lot. And Liberty has a good offensive line, so that was kind of unusual. But um, this is a good matchup. Both of these teams have played difficult schedules. Uh, Liberty's Pleasant Valley, City, and West, and Cedar Falls, Ankeny Centennial. They have a win against Johnston, which is a really good win, and they lost by three to Prairie. So yeah. this this is a really important game with two really good teams, teams that are better than one and two. Yeah, Liberty got the welcome to five A schedule, and yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm not. We're we're unbiased here, but I mean, they they got the welcome. I mean, they got the who's who minus Bettendorf, who who's yeah. Really good again, and who I had some people give me a heads up that would be, you know, they had a slight downtick last year, but they would be really good again. Other than Bettendorf, they got the here's all the best teams on the eastern side of the, the state, and you get to play Ankeny too. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's basically what Liberty got this year, especially the way they start. Um, no, this is an important one, Rob, because these teams are both one and two, and somebody is going to lose this game on Friday night, and they're going to be the best one and three team in five A. I mean. I, I don't you look you just listed off their schedules, but first trip for Liberty to the Unidome, it's different. It I mean it is. It's it's echoey. Cedar Falls will have a good crowd too. They they really always do. Mm-hmm. Um I've been there for multiple regular season games in, in since I was in high school. Um they'll have a bunch of people. It's a cool place, but it's different. But this is one that I mean, I don't want to say Liberty has to win this, but this is a this is a game um that one of these teams is like I said, one of these teams is going to come out of this at four, at two and two after four games, looking at their schedule and feel really, really, really good about where they're getting. So it's you can look at it as it's you know, it's it's as you know what what happens if we lose this. This is a massive opportunity for Liberty, and they've been you know they've been. I'm sure they feel like I don't know about last week, but they could be two and one, you know. Um, but this is a big opportunity for them. I will say. This is one of the toughest stretches I've ever seen for one of our teams. Rob, whether Liberty's in their first year in 5A or not, just in the sense that there, there's probably better teams, Rob. But I don't know if you if if there's three more physical teams and teams that are tougher to play in a row than going Pleasant Valley, Cedar Falls, Prairie. And that's the stretch that Liberty has because those teams all want to run. I mean, physical football, you get triple option from PV, you get Cedar Falls, which is going to be double tight downhill running and then Prairie, which is the same thing. I mean, that is a really tough three game schedule um, for Liberty. But like I said, it's a big opportunity. Um, And last thing I told you at volleyball last week, I, 
I remember talking and wa- sitting next to the people sitting next to me after one drive at Kinnick last year, watching Graham Beckman. And I'm like, this kid's a freaking stud. What, like one drive in that environment and the way he moves, eyes downfield, his arm, you can use him in the quarterback run game. But I told you at volleyball last week, the more I, I already knew he was good. The more I watch him, the more I, the more I like him, the more I think he can play at the highest level. Now, I mean, I, like I get all the, like, you know, like you said, it's not six, four, et cetera, et cetera. But man, the more I watch him, the more I love his game, Rob. I mean, he can really, really play. Yeah. No I, question. Like, I love it. He Fun can really, it, yeah. So that's a big one though. That's one to definitely watch this week. And, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta avoid Cedar Falls grinding that game down. And and I think maybe um, the, as good as the coaching staff is at Liberty, I think maybe it's a different type of offense, but I think maybe they, hopefully they can take some stuff after seeing uh, PV last week and the way they were able to con- kind of control the ball. So speed round, we're about four minutes left on here. Can't, uh, what I wish we could give more attention to it, but Solon Mount Vernon. This one's going to be wild, Rob. It, I, I'm I'm like 95 percent sure on this last game at um, First Street Park in uh, in Mount Vernon. If you've never been there, this I mean, if you've never gone, go because this is your last chance before they open their beautiful new facility over there, which is going to be awesome for Mount Vernon. But um, it's it's that Rob, you've been there. It's that quaint little like small town field, but it's going to be crazy. I'm sure they've got some stuff planned for them. I'm sure there's a bunch of Mount Vernon people that are going to come back, and it's Mount Vernon Solon. Teams played twice last year: 17-14 at Solon, 17-0 Mount Vernon in the quarters. Um, this is going to be that same type of game. Um, Solon's really, really, really good up front on their front seven on defense is really good. Brett White's one of the best linebackers in the state. Um, He's a he's a baseball guy, but man, he can get to the football and and Solon's really good front seven on defense. Mount Vernon's, um, you know, Joey Romberg's a really good quarterback for them. Evan Browsey's a great receiver, but I, this has got 14 10, 14-7, um, 10-7, honestly, written all over it. These teams know each other. It's the third time they've played in, you know, a year and a half. This is gonna be a really this is gonna it's gonna be low scoring on that field. Um it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be a really good game. Like, I don't know. Solon controlled this series for 19 years or whatever. Mount Vernon gets him twice last year. And, and this is a big one in 3A too, Rob. Yep. Solon has a loss early. Um, if they win this, it kind of flips before you go into district as far as what people think, um, you know, seedings, all that stuff. So depending on where you look, Mount Vernon's one, two, three, up there with Williamsburg in the rankings. They're, you know, defending – three uh, a runner up so this is this should be a really good one this is gonna be one of the better games in the state this weekend i think and just to wrap, wrap up the rest of our area before we get cut off here you've got clear creek at home against benton is that correct yes and then in one yep. a you've got uh west branch and regina are both home cascade visits the little rose bowl and durant is at regina and regina looks good Re- this year regina is is much better they're 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 going to be a tough out in one a again sound it's a broken record, but um, Gentry Dumont, Jackson Nave, I mean, is as good of a quarterback receiver combo and, and the way they use Nave, he's, he's really tough to defend. Um, both those kids put in a ton of work this off season, um, you know, getting bigger and stronger and, and they look really good. And then 
they're as good up front as they've been in a while. Um, John Devery and, and Drew Streb and Jack Clark and Noah Clark. I mean, they're, they're, they bring back a bunch of guys that have played varsity football um, for Regina in the trenches. And those guys are all playing really well. They're, they're going to be tough, Rob. And look, I know we're, we don't have a bunch of time left, but don't, don't uh, West Branch lost two games early, throw the Williamsburg game out. I mean, that's might be the best team in three a, they go beat Xavier. Um, I say throw it out just in the sense that it's great for, it's great for West Branch. Because you're not going to see anybody the rest of the year that's better than them. So you lose to them in week one. They lose a tight one at home to Dyke um, in week two. They got a huge win last week at Waterloo Columbus. Um, just they're going to kind of fly under the radar now a little bit. They've got Regina in a couple weeks, which will be for the district championship, I think. But um, if they can figure some things out on offense here against some of these teams in their district, Rob, they're they're going to be a tough out too because I still think they're going to be really good up front. Um, they bring back some some dudes up front with Logan Wright and Max Lodge and some of these guys. So they're going to be good. Um, they're a playoff team in, in 1A all the way. Got to get out of here. We're running out of time. Check out yourprepsports.com for much more about what we talked about and stuff we couldn't get to, yourprepsports.com. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the sponsors. We'll talk to you again soon. Say goodbye, Ryan. Goodbye.